What's up, Rice Tribe? I am kicking off a four-week series called Narc Talk, where we are going to get better acquainted with narcissistic personality disorder, also known as NPD. And we're doing this because we want to spread awareness about NPD. And when you know better, you do better. Right. So this is week two of four. If you missed last week's episode, go ahead. And when you're done with this one, go ahead and catch up to last week's episode, which really talks about how narcissistic personality disorder is formed. It's usually through the family dynamic that promotes a inclination toward NPD. Today, we are covering the five types of NPD. Now, there's only one diagnosis for NPD, but researchers have really started to categorize five different presentations of NPD, and that's what we're going to get into today. So for those of you joining me for the first time, I want to welcome you. I'm your host, Pernella Harris, licensed mental health provider, bringing you everyday wellness tips and mental health education. I encourage you to go ahead and subscribe to this podcast so that you receive alerts every Monday at 7 a.m. when I upload a new episode. If you like what you hear, and I think you will, go ahead and leave me a glowing review and share this podcast out to your friends and family so that we can reach more people and get our message out there. Before we get into today's topic, let's hear a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Restorative Family Services. We are a behavioral health practice. Our mission is to provide quality, affordable, and accessible mental health care to the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. If you are struggling and in a dark place, we are here to help. Visit our website at www.restorativefamilyservices.com. This podcast is brought to you by Private Practice where we provide leadership training and practice management coaching specific to helping mental health professionals build their private practice to provide a much needed service for their community. Want to learn more? Visit our website at www.privatepractice.com. Narcissistic personality disorder, NPD, is a mental health condition that causes someone to rely on other people for what we call narcissistic supply. And what that is, is simply relying on other people for praise, admiration, their own self-esteem, looking for others to externally validate them. All right. Someone with MPD may involve themselves in one-sided relationship only for that narcissist personal gain. All right. So you'll see these one-sided relationships or you'll see these superficial relationships because for the narcissist, the role of the relationship is really to feed them more narcissistic supply. It's really not about reciprocity or an even exchange. These people are in their lives to provide a need for the narcissist. All right. So They may often behave in unhealthy ways that harm relationships and may have some interpersonal difficulties, right? For example, they may come off as condescending, self-absorbed, attention-seeking, overly sensitive to criticism. You know, many people with NPD also have like exaggerated views of themselves as being better than others or superior to others. 
All right. So like I said before in our introduction is while there's only one diagnosis for NPD, researchers have really identified several different types of narcissistic personality disorders based on their presentations, based on their certain traits. So we're going to get into those five different presentations of narcissistic personality disorder. But before we do that, I want to talk about some of the common traits that you will see across these five presentations. Okay. And there's usually grandiosity. There's usually an extreme self-focus, an inflated sense of self-worth, and a strong need for praise and recognition from other people. So what do I mean when I say grandiose feelings, right? A person with NPD might exhibit grandiosity or a sense of superiority to other people. They may feel or believe that they're entitled to special favors, special praise and admiration from others. All right. So they come off as condescending or arrogant. You know, people with NPD might also be overly focused on impressing others. You know, they care about the way other people view them, their status. They may display wealth, their intelligence or beauty. They really want to impress other people. Okay. Let's go ahead and talk about extreme self-focus. That's a common narcissistic trait. Now, while many people might be self-absorbed to an extent, you know, that's just, you know, normal for most of us. Someone with NPD will focus almost exclusively on themselves and their own personal gain. So if they're doing something for you, it's always going to benefit them in some kind of way. It's never about helping anyone for the sake of helping. It's what am I going to get out of this situation? How is this going to help me? Right. So there's always an extreme focus on them, their needs, their wants. You know, everyone else in the narcissist world are like supporting actors. The narcissist is the main show. Okay, so this can lead many people with NPD to face challenges, you know, when it comes to intimacy, because it's really no real genuine reciprocity in those relationships. And they only relate to others superficially, again, because there's an extreme focus on themselves. So they're just doing this for that person to get something. So that's where manipulation comes in. All right. So many people with NPD exploit other people to get what they want. The trait of an inflated sense of self, right? Now, people with NPD might expect special treatment for no reason at all. They may brag about their accomplishments or see themselves as uniquely gifted or deserving. So, for example, this might look like, you know, someone coming into a group of people and promotion is being granted for anyone who can do a certain skill. Now, the narcissist will think that they are entitled to have that promotion, not that they are skilled in whatever the promotion is in, but just because they're breathing air, they're just because they have shown up, you know, it's just that entitlement, that sense of I'm important, I deserve to be at the top without having any training or any prior experience. It's just because my name is so-and-so and I am special. So it's that inflated sense of self-worth and inflated sense of importance. 
Narcissists also have a strong need for praise and recognition, right? People with MPD usually struggle with their self-esteem and sense of identity. So they look to others to make them feel the way they want to feel inside. So they often rely on others to maintain a positive view of themselves, resulting in an overwhelming longing for praise and recognition. It's almost insatiable. Like, you know, they're constantly looking for others to validate them and stroke their ego. Also, if someone else is getting praise in their presence, they may feel jealous. They may feel entitled to that person's compliments or that person's recognition and become competitive. And we're going to get into that a little later. All right. So let's get into the five different presentations. Now that we know the overall arching commonalities that each of these traits have, how does it show up differently in these different presentations, right? So there's five different presentations of narcissism or NPD, right? Number one is overt narcissism. And this is the classic narcissism. This is the grandiose narcissism that we often think of when we think of narcissism, right? These people are loud. They are, you know, outgoing. They may talk about themselves a lot. You know, someone experiencing overt narcissism is excessively preoccupied with how others see them. So they often are focused on status, wealth, flattery, and power. They're looking for power due to their grandiosity and their sense of entitlement. Many overt narcissists are high achieving and deeply sensitive to criticism, no matter how slight the criticism is. So someone with overt narcissism might come across as outgoing, arrogant, entitled, overbearing, having an exaggerated sense of self, needing to be praised and admired. They might even exploit other people to get praise and admiration. They may be competitive and they also lack empathy for others. So that's overt narcissism. Number two is the contrast to that. It's covert narcissism. So this is also known as closet narcissism or vulnerable narcissism. And this one is harder to spot, right? Because it isn't as obvious as overt narcissism. But Like other people with NPD, someone with covert narcissism has an inflated sense of self-importance and craves admiration from others. However, they display it in more subtle and passive ways, right? Rather than bragging about themselves or demanding respect, they might engage in blaming, shaming, manipulation, or emotional neglect to get what they want to keep the focus on themselves, So they often may play the victim. So what does this look like? This looks like someone who is usually shyer presentation in public. They typically seem like a good person. You know, narcissists wear a mask. So in public, they may seem very charming, but to people who are closest to them, they may see that mask come off. And that's where you get those toxic traits, the blaming, the shaming, but they may complain to other people about poor treatment. 
right? You know, I just keep getting taken advantage of. They keep asking me to do more and I'm doing all of this stuff. And so what the other person who's on the other end of that thinks like, oh, you're right. You're involved in so many things. You're so hardworking. I don't know why they're treating you this way. And what that does is that is giving them narcissistic supply because they are getting admiration from other people. It's that woe is me. And then you get someone who wants to provide reassurance, wants to provide sympathy and admiration for the covert narcissist. So it's the same outcome, just a different way of going about it. So some common traits of someone who presents a covert narcissist is they typically have an expression of low self-esteem, right? Higher likelihood of anxiety or depression, and they feel a deep sense of shame. They could be introverts, you know, they're shyer, lots of insecurity, have low confidence. They could be defensive, avoidant. They tend to play the victim, So they could be doing a lot of toxic things behind closed doors or out of the public eye. And what they would do is they would complain about someone's reaction to it. Like, can you believe that she said that to me? Not, you know, or that he said that to me, but not giving you the full story about how they also said some some terrible things. And what they're looking for is cheerleaders. They're looking for people to provide them praise and recognition. All right. Third one is antagonistic narcissism. So while all people with narcissistic traits might be overly concerned with how they appear to others, antagonistic narcissists are particularly concerned with coming out on top, winning at all costs. Right. So this type of narcissist presentation is defined by the person's competitiveness, arrogance and rivalry. And someone with this type of presentation might exploit others to get ahead. Right. Because we have to win at all costs. They might also put down or start arguments in an attempt to gain the upper hand and appear dominant. So this is the person who wants to embarrass, you know, the movie Mean Girls comes to mind, embarrass an individual, humiliate them, really take down the competition. I'm thinking of Mean Girls and Karate Kid, where, you know, the opposing Dojo Cobra Kai. I know I'm dating myself, but (laughs) you get the point. It's really what we think of when we think of bullying where you have someone who makes this grand presentation in front of a huge crowd to really humiliate and shame and show dominance over another person. All right, so those are antagonistic. Those people are constantly in competition with someone. They're constantly trying to prove their self-worth. And in last week's episode, we talked about how narcissists are formed In family dynamics where love, admiration, and attention are used as a resource, as a reward. So if the narcissistic children compete, whoever wins gets that love, praise, and admiration, and the others don't. So there's this embeddedness of competition that has been formed in their heads, in their minds, and how they see the world and how they engage with the world. 
So that spills out into the larger community. Okay, so that's antagonistic narcissism. Number four is communal narcissist. Now, like someone who lives with a covert narcissist, someone experiencing communal narcissism might not appear to be driven by the ego. They might initially come across as selfless or even as a martyr, but their internal motivation is to earn praise and admiration and not to help others. So, you know, these people place themselves at the forefront of social causes, communities. They might be involved in a lot of volunteer work, community organizations, you know, usually the leader or the face of a movement, right? But it's not because they believe in the cause, but they are looking for status and they want to get others to praise them, get others to recognize them. And so when someone, and this might not be for everyone, but for example, someone is a part of a number of community organizations and, you know, they're posting what they're doing on social media and what they're doing is eliciting praise and admiration. Oh my God, that's such great work. I admire you for where, you know, the work that you're doing in the community. And so they are getting praise and recognition for their involvement in the community. And then that's what they're doing it. So it's really a based on the intention behind it, rather than the person wanting to be impactful to the community. So people with communal narcissism see themselves as more empathetic, again, with the competition, right? They're more empathetic than everyone else. They're more caring than everyone else. They're more selfless than everyone else. Competition that is the underpinning of most narcissistic personality disorders, right? These individuals want to be seen as more altruistic, you know, doing more than everyone else. Okay, so that's communal narcissism. The last presentation of narcissism personality disorder is the malignant narcissist. And this one is the most severe and potentially most abusive form of NPD. Someone with malignant narcissism has the same egocentric self-absorption and sense of superiority as the other presentations, but they also have anti-personality disorder, such as aggression, paranoia, and an overall lack of empathy. So they may come off as sadistic, vindictive, you know, wanting to not only win at all costs, but get you back if they feel slighted, sadism, or getting enjoyment from the pain of other people. So these people may really get enjoyment when they can gaslight you to a point of tears or when you start to break down and have emotional upsets. These people with this type of personality disorder also can be very aggressive and intimidating because again, it's a need for control, power, and status. They could be paranoid as well, thinking that everyone is out to get them. So their aggression is warranted in their minds. They have a heightened worry about potential threats. So these individuals are often involved in criminal activity as well and can also have substance abuse disorders that are comorbid with this type of personality disorder. 
So if you recognize that you or someone you know might be dealing with MPD, seeking the help of a mental health professional in your area is my recommendation. Many people who fit the criteria of MPD often fail to get treatment due to the lack of their own self-awareness and the interpersonal difficulties that they have. But treatment is very effective for those also living with narcissist. You know, narcissistic abuse recovery has proven to be very helpful for individuals who have experienced or have spent any amount of time with anyone who has been emotionally abusive, physically abusive. So definitely seeking the help of a mental health professional is going to be very helpful in overcoming that narcissistic abuse. In conclusion, listen, education is powerful. The more you know, the better you can do, right? The more you are aware of these different types of presentations, the more selective you can be about who you share your time and energy with. Not all narcissists will behave in the same manner. And it's important to educate yourself on these different ways that narcissism can present himself. And to also making sure that you can set healthy boundaries with individuals who you might encounter with any one of these presentations, right? When you know better, you do better. So until next time, enjoy your day on purpose. If you have found this episode helpful, help us grow our audience. By providing us with a five-star review, you help make this podcast visible to others. Help pull others out of a dark space by showing that you care, by sharing this podcast with them. Nothing is better than a friend or loved one who wants you to up-level your life with them. Thanks for tuning in.